Hey, don't worry, they'll they'll be back at the end of the service. They'll be back as well to share with us and to lead us in worshiping God. Uh, my, my name is Drew Smith. And I get to be the, the pastor here. Welcome to those of you that are with us this uh, New Year Day and those who are with us online also. You know, as we're watching the Jesus University dance here, one of the ministries of, of this uh, particular church, um, you couldn't help but just feel a little sense of hope, right? Just a little sense of, oh, hey, that things are good. We don't just sing God is good. We get to see it right in front of us. Um, in as generations pass on the, the beauty of God and the, the beauty of our bodies and the beauty of each one of us and the gifts that God gives to us that are meant to be given to, to worship and, and to enjoy God and all of God's gifts. You know, this is the, the time of year when you get a lot of top ten lists. You know, um, one, one of them I saw uh, in the, the New York Times was the top ten most read articles this year. And you know what? Most of them were bad news. I mean, you get the first five. First five are all bad news. The death of the queen... The, the mass shooting at the elementary school in Uvalde, Texas, um, bombs in Kiev, Ukraine, and the beginning of a war, uh, gunmen on the loose in the subway in New York City, the flooding and power outages, all that came from that storm, Ian. Those are the first five top most read articles. And then the first sort of good news article, well, I'm not sure which is worse, that this is the top good news article. That old medicines can be used for pennies a day in order to cause hair to grow. That's it. Now, for some of you, you know, I can see from the glean over your skull that you're like, hey, I'm going to go look up that article. That's all right. But, you know, I think we all would agree. That's a little far cry from cheap medicines to help heart. Cardiac issues or, or mental health or uh, all kinds of, of things. But that's the top. Those are the top articles that we see. Uh, re- reminded of the word of the year in 2020. Doom scrolling. Doom scrolling. You ever heard that word? Use it? Yeah, it's just that when you get on your phone and you start scrolling through all the doom and you just sort of go on your feed and you look at one bad news story after another and you get sucked in to the bad news. And you isolate, you shut down, and you lose hope. That's doom scrolling. Now, and on top of that, we missed then the, the good news. There was actually really good news this year. Did you know, actually, in, you never would know it. From the headlines, but this last year, murder actually went down in the United States compared to the year before. In the year. That's good news. Yeah. Um, childhood poverty actually went down in the United States this year. That's now we still got a long way to go, but things moving in the right direction. They just don't quite get the they don't get our attention for whatever reason. Our attention is drawn to the doom. 
Now, I don't want to get into a battle of the stats or a battle of the headlines. And I'm not interested in denying the evil and the pain that is rampant in our world. But what I'm saying to us as followers of Jesus is what we want to be. Is we want to find out what is the anchor of hope to our soul. Where is the eternal way that we feed the hope? That God is good all the time. Right? All the time. You're supposed to say, God is good. Yeah. Let's try that one more time. God is good. All the time. There you go. And that's what we'll look at in this passage today, in this psalm, and some in Romans. We'll look and see, well, is that true? What is it in the scripture that we ground our hope to, that God indeed is good? And is he indeed good all the time? Let's, uh, let's pray together. Almighty God, we thank you for your written word as it speaks to us of your good news. And we ask that you would... Continue to feed our souls here as we gather before you. You would show us your beauty, your wonder, your love. Make that real not only in our head, but in our heart, in our soul. And so that it even translates to our hands and our feet. In the name of Jesus we pray. Amen. Our passage is in Psalm 145, verses 1 through 9. You can follow along whatever form you have the the bible or you can just follow along on the screen hear hear the word of the lord this is a a psalm from david i will extol you my god and king and bless your name forever and ever every day i will bless you and praise your name forever and ever great is the lord and greatly to be praised and his greatness is unsearchable One generation shall commend your works to another and shall declare your mighty acts. On the glorious splendor of your majesty and on your wondrous works, I will meditate. They shall speak of the might of your awesome deeds and I will declare your greatness. They shall pour forth the fame of your abundant goodness and shall sing aloud of your righteousness. The Lord is gracious and merciful, slow to anger. And abounding in steadfast love. The Lord is good to all. And his mercy is over all that he has made. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. So the first thing that the psalmist calls us to do. That David said to do is celebrate the good stuff that God has done. Celebrate the good that God has made. Extol him. Bless him. The glorious splendor of his majesty. Majesty, Meditate on God's wondrous works. And we know from the beginning of the book. In Genesis chapter 1. We're told that God created all that is. In every stop of his creation. He he created the the heavens and and the earth. And we're told it was good. He he created the the skies and the land and the waters. And it is good. We're told that he, he created the vegetation that grew up on the land and to the water. And it was good. Then he put birds in the sky, he put fish in the waters, he put animals on the land, and he said, it is good. And then he created humans 
male and female in his image. And he said, it is very good. Now, so we, get a, we get a sense here that being good, God is good, is not just a moral thing. It's not just a moral that God does good things. But good is even more than that. It's fuller than that. That God is, being good is, uh, has an aesthetic to it. That it's beautiful to the eye. It's pleasing to the soul. It's pleasurable to the body. It's abundant. It's verdant. You know, and, and, and those of you that are gardeners, you know, when you, when you see a picture of flowers, you know, you just, it moves you. If you're a hiker, you, you like to go on hikes, you just see the mountains. And it's more than just, oh, that's a, a good moral thing. But it is good and you feel it in your soul. If you're a beach lover, you know, then you see that and you're like, oh, I'm ready to go. And maybe in your mind you're already there. And it's beautiful. That's the, the goodness of God. Or for animal lovers, whatever kind and shape of animal there may be. You know, I know some of you are cat folks, some of you are dog folks, some of you are hippo folks. You know, but th- this is the, the beauty of God as we think about and as we see. And there's other things besides that. But just when, when we're in, in a music that we enjoy, when we're playing a game that we in, enjoy, when we're in a relationship that we enjoy, when we're in an intimate relationship with the one we've covenanted to be with for the rest of our lives, it's husband and wife, and we enjoy the context of physical intimacy. That's a gift from God that is good, that is beautiful. I love here that David says, meditate on these things. Don't just look at them, don't just enjoy them, but meditate. You know, many of you have heard, you know, that one of the illustrations of what the word meditate means. It doesn't just mean sort of, you know, sit down, Indian, stop, sit down, you know. Mm, that's not meditation necessarily. It's to really think about something over and over again. Like a... Cow chews its cud. You ever heard that before? You know, a cow has like three or four stomachs. And a cow eats the grass and it goes into the first stomach. And then he regurgitates it. That's a nice way of saying throws it up into his mouth. And he chews it again and it goes into the second stomach. And then it comes back up again and he chews on it some more. And then it goes into the fourth stomach and then moves its own way through. Now for you that might be gross. For a cow, that's cool. But that's what it means to meditate, to, to sit with something, to take it in, to, to chew on it for a little while, then let it go and then pick it back up to meditate. It, it's something that we have to be intentional about. Otherwise, doom scrolling will ruin us unless we're intentional about meditating on the good things that God has given us. I, I encourage you as we start this, this new year, as we're Saying, yeah, let's make the foundation of who we are, that God is good, be the focus and foundation of this year. That maybe this year you you take, have a gratitude journal. You know, just a book with some blank sheets of paper on it. And in that time, you just, once a day, once a week, 
whenever you remember, just write down, man, what am I grateful for today? What was good? There was a gift of God today. Yeah, maybe it was a hawk flying in the sky or uh, an, an owl, you know, opening its wings in a tree over your home. Or, or maybe it was a pleasant conversation. Maybe it was a, a, a fun game that you got to play. Maybe it was a song that just moved you to tears. You know, just what is it that you were good, that was good for you? Just a, a gratitude journal. This is a way that I see that God is good. There's a whole bunch of things, you know, that that, that we received from God that we had absolutely nothing to do with. You know, amen to that. You got absolutely nothing to do with. You know, I, there's not one time today that I told my heart to beat. You know, I didn't stop and say, heart beat. Okay, go, go. Hey, heart, wake up, keep going. Matter of fact, I don't even think about it until I think about it. <laughs> and I didn't, uh, I didn't tell my kidneys or my liver or my stomach to do their thing. But they're doing it. I, my brain waves, your brain waves now that are processing t- boatloads of information right in this moment. And we really had nothing to do with that. God is good. And it's important for us intentionally to take that time. You know, uh, some of those things that God gives us that we don't think about, you know, that we are so easy to take for granted. Um, for me, over the last, course of the last three years, I've lost my sense of smell. It started before COVID and maybe COVID um, uh, accentuated it or accelerated it in some way. I don't know. Um, and I didn't even realize I'd lost it. I just thought my wife had a hyper sense of olfactory nerves or something. You know, because she'd come in, man, do you smell that? No, it smells fine to me. Yeah, there's a little bit of ignorance is bliss. It smells really good. Until one day, you know, I was cooking breakfast and I sat down as things were heating up and got uh, reading something on the laptop, you know, and I'm reading it, got engrossed in the article. And then, then she comes in, hey, what's burning? And I'm like, nothing's burning. And then I look up and I'm like, oh, breakfast is done <laughs> and uh, for the birds. And I'm like, whoa, I didn't even smell the smoke that I could see. I couldn't even smell. So you don't even realize those things. So so many of those things that we take for granted, that simply stopping, meditating on the goodness of God, being a habit to take time to enjoy the good creation and provision of God, to be intentional about it and share it with one another. That's the other thing you see in this passage. He says, you know, pass it down from generation to generation. Uh, Share this with one another. I'll sing, then you sing. Let's all sing together of the goodness of God. There's a communal aspect, a need for us to share this with each other. And maybe, maybe in that sense of sharing the good news, what we're thankful for, again, not denying the evil and the bad stuff, the hard stuff that's going on, but what is the stuff, maybe that will help take a little bit of space from our complaining, from our whining, from our groaning, just a little bit. You know, um, again, not denying that pain and that loss, but camping out on where God is good. 
I had to, um, remember a story a colleague shared with me once that, that he was um, in his wife front seat, three kids in the back. This was a number of number of years ago. And they were arguing and whining. It had been a long day. They were fighting with one another. And then, you know, sort of like, let's get home. Let's get them to bed. They get to the, the traffic light and there's traffic sort of backed up. They don't know what's going on. And, and the kids are going at it more and more in the back. And then as they look out in the intersection, ju- just out of their view, they, they see an elephant in the middle of the intersection. Walking down the, the street and, and cars have stopped and all the rest. And then they see the police cars and it ends up circus was in town. This, like I said, a number of years ago, one of the elephants had gotten out and they uh, got to see just the last bit of that. They eventually curtailed the elephant. He's a nice elephant. And they brought him back in. But the kids never saw it. And he, and, and he used to say, you know, stop complaining. You might miss the elephant. You might miss what's going on because they were so focused. Well, to, to train our eyes, our heart, and our soul to be saying, God, what is the good thing that you are doing today? Let me celebrate that. You know, it could be that uh, in, in our family section over here, there's a lot of activity. And it could be we would complain about that activity, right? That's loud, they're distracting. Or we could celebrate Man, look, there's three generations right here in this space worshiping God together. What? It's a habit to form, to recognize indeed that God is good and to celebrate his goodness at all times. And ultimately, to recognize that God is good even in the bad times. Even in the times of evil, even in the times of destruction and loss and injustice, God is still good. Let me remind you of this passage in Romans chapter 8, verse 28. And we know that for those who love God, all things work together for good. For those who are called according to his purpose. For those whom he foreknew, he also predestined to be conformed to the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn among many brothers. Since for all things, God works together for good. And then he defines good for us. Good means that you and I, who are followers of Jesus, God will use whatever is happening to conform us more and more to the likeness of Jesus. As we walk through this series during January and February, the focus is to see how is God good? And then as God's people to say, how do we reflect that goodness to the world? God is taking and using every situation for ultimately for that good. Even, even bad situations, even those things that are evil, even those things that we cry out to God and say, fix it. Even in those things that we lament. We believe and trust that God is good and he's working in us for his, for us to be more and more like Jesus. Um, the, the story of Joseph helps to illustrate um, that reality. It's in Genesis chapter 50 if you want to go back and um, read that in, in detail. 
But, but Joseph was the 12th son um, uh, and he was the favorite son and his brothers didn't like him. So they sold him into slavery. They, they sold him as the Egyptians came through. He sold him into slavery. So no. And then they, they took his coat, you know, coat of many colors. Maybe you saw that movie or that play. That was his coat. And they put blood on it and took it to dad and said, hey, sorry, this is all we could find of your favorite son. And Joseph was gone. He then had a harrowing journey of being a slave, being imprisoned, in prison, out of prison. Until the end, he becomes one of the most trusted advisors to Pharaoh. And he's sort of like vice Pharaoh. And while he's in that position, he has the wisdom and insight that God gives him to lead all of the people through a famine. that would have been absolutely destructive and killed many, many more. But because of all that Joseph had been through, he was in that situation to lead them through this famine. And to help care not only for the people of Egypt, but for people all around them. At the end of the story, the brothers end up re-engaging with Joseph as they're coming to Egypt to buy from Joseph. They didn't know it was Joseph at first. Buy from him food for their families. And then they find out. They find out in front of Joseph. He tells them, I am the brother you sold into slavery. And at, at that moment... You know, they are horrified, fearful that Joseph's going to take vengeance on them and seek revenge. But he didn't. His words to them in Genesis 50, 19 and 20. As for you, you meant evil against me. But God meant it for good to bring it about that many people should be kept alive as they are today. So do not fear. I will provide for you and your little ones. Thus he comforted them and spoke kindly to them. And ultimately, the story of Jesus is this writ large. This, this story on steroids. What we celebrate at Christmas and at Easter is God who created us becoming human in order to live with us, to be with us, to die for us. On the cross to be buried and to, for him to take sin and judgment and death to the cross into the, the grave with him. And there he leaves them there. The death of death, the death of sin, the fulfillment of judgment is carried out by God in the flesh through his death. That Jesus has us remember our habit every month as we gather at the table. As we gather at the table. To remember that his body was broken. That his blood was poured out for us. It seems to me one of the specialties of God. That he takes death. He takes bad. And he brings good. He brings life out of it. Now I know for some of you. You're in a time where the bad is still overwhelming. And that's understandable. For you personally. And that's why we have community. You have other community to walk with you, to love on you, to care for you, to, to make meals, to cry with you, and to be the representatives of God's goodness with you. That's why you, we can't do this following Jesus thing alone. We need one another. Because our penchant to doom is just too great. And the evil of this world, we cannot Overcome. It takes the supernatural power of the resurrection of Jesus 
to be real in us in the face of the evil and injustice that we encounter every day. We need him. We need one another. And that's the purpose of the church. That's the purpose. If, if you're there, a lot of you are, are here today that I, I don't recognize. You're welcome. It's great that you're here. Glad that you're here. This may not be your particular uh, church and you're just visiting this day. That, it, it may be you have a place where you can a community that you connect with. For others, you may be searching and looking and wondering. Or maybe today you've never even thought of it. But you're recognizing, yeah, I, I need a community that I can be tied to to help me continue to focus and remind me that I can remind them that God is good. And I encourage you to find that place, to find that place of community because we need one another in order to show forth the goodness of God. Now, in just a, a few moments, we're going to have a, a baptism also where um, uh, Bunty Scott will come forward and proclaim her faith in Jesus Christ. And she's another story. I really encourage you um, to grab one of the Bell Tower News if you haven't. And in, in it, there's an insert that is that tells her story that uh, Kelly uh, Hibbett and she put together and, and wrote. Um, and it tells her story and her family story of coming out of Cambodia. During the uh, Khmer Rouge and Pol Pot and the, the terror of uh, that revolution. And they were persecuted. And you'll read in that a, a couple of times that her life flashed before her. And she had spiritual experiences of seeing a man before during those times. And her testimony is that when she heard and encountered Jesus in a hospital here in Cincinnati... She said, oh, she recognized the man that she saw was the man that she'd seen in Cambodia, in the killing fields of Cambodia. So, again, read, read the fullness of that. But another situation in which Bunty will stay here. What she went and her family went through was not good. It was evil. I mean, over one and a half million people were killed. Almost 25% of the country was killed. In that terror. But she's one to stand forth and say, but in the midst of that evil, in the midst of that sheer darkness, there was still a light that was shining that refused to be extinguished. And that's the light of Christ that we celebrate today and that we want to feed that flame throughout this year. Let's pray.